Friday Five is a new series in which Leaps.org covers five breakthroughs in research over the previous week that you may have missed. There are plenty of controversies and ethical issues in science, and we get into many of them in our online magazine. But there's also plenty to be excited about, and this news roundup is focused on inspiring scientific work to give you some momentum headed into the weekend. So let's get into the Friday Five. First on the list is an important finding for pain treatment. There are a bunch of different avenues for research for treating pain in ways that don't addict people like opioids do. One fascinating approach is the use of a chemical in bacteria that could numb pain that's actually the same chemical used by pufferfish to paralyze its prey, which is why it's not the greatest idea to eat pufferfish. In the early 1970s, researchers figured out how to use this chemical in people to stop chronic pain from firing the neurons without the inconvenient side effect of paralyzing us. And this week, it was announced that a team of international researchers has figured out how to shorten what's been as many as 67 steps down to only 22, which makes it far more viable as a non-addictive treatment for pain. Next up is a sleep study that came out recently, albeit in mice, about Findings that suggest that waking up many times throughout the night is a natural part of how the phases of sleep work, and these wake-ups might even help us with consolidating memories and getting it overall in a good night's sleep, as long as we're not talking about chronic issues like sleep apnea, which is a medical condition that needs to be treated. One of the study's authors from the University of Copenhagen said that short awakenings could reset the brain so that it's ready to store memories when you dive back into sleep. At least part of what's going on is that waking up causes levels of norepinephrine in the brain to change, and the researchers found that mice did worse on memory tests when their norepinephrine levels stayed constant. If you're rolling your eyes at another mouse study, keep in mind that mice and humans actually do have somewhat similar biological mechanisms for sleep, according to the scientists involved in the study. And it does seem like the idea that fragmented sleep is normal could be good news to anyone in middle age. Just concentrate on all that valuable memory processing going on as you're rising to pee multiple times every night. On to the realm of exercise and longevity, where a new study in the journal Circulation has found that people are able to reduce their risk of mortality, also known as living longer, when they get significantly more exercise than what's recommended by health officials. The current recommendation is at least 150 minutes per week of moderate aerobic exercise like walking or lifting weights, or 75 minutes per week of vigorous exercise like running. But this study found that 100,000 people were much less likely to die over a 30-year period if they got anywhere from two to four times the recommended minimums for exercising at a moderate intensity. And the same was true for vigorous workouts, but the benefit seems to be greater for moderate workouts in excess of 150 minutes. And here again, I'm talking about activities like walking or calisthenics. Doing that type of routine over 30 years was associated with a reduction in the chance of dying of 26 to 31%. Fourth up, Google's DeepMind has managed to use AlphaFold to map the 3D shape of structures of 200 million proteins from organisms numbering about a million. This has important implications for the design of drugs, many of which are developed based on the structures of the proteins that they need to target. AlphaFold was launched about a year ago to much acclaim because it's able to use AI to predict structural information about proteins. Its predictions will save research researchers time and money over previous tech for predicting these structures, which was painstakingly slow. And fifth on the Friday Five list, have you ever wanted to check out your heart or lungs while you're working out? This reminds me of how Harvard biologist David Sinclair always talks about the irony that we know more about what's going on under the hoods of our cars than inside our own body. But engineers at MIT have taken an important step toward changing that. 
They made ultrasound stickers that stick on your skin and reveal images of your blood vessels, the heart, lungs, stomach, and other organs. These devices provide high-resolution images that could be used to monitor patients throughout the day without the need for hospital workers to use probes. In between the layers of the 3mm thick stickers is a water-based material good for passing through sound waves. The MIT researchers are now equipping the stickers with wireless capabilities to turn them into wearables that can relay health information to your cell phone on a continuous basis. One honorable mention for Friday Five, in case you're looking for another reason not to eat ultra-processed food, I've got one, not getting dementia. A study from researchers at Tianjin Medical University in China looking at 72,000 people in the UK biobank found that switching 10% of their food from ultra-processed to much less processed foods led to a 19% lower risk of getting dementia. Some of the foods in this study that were put in the ultra-processed category may surprise you. Yes, there are the usual suspects like fried chicken and soft drinks, but also yogurt, canned baked beans and tomatoes, and hummus and guacamole if they're coming in packages. As Michael Pollan said over 16 years ago, you're probably better off staying out of the middle of the grocery store where these processed food items hang out. According to the study, having just half an apple instead of the same amount of ultra-processed food every day is linked to a 3% lower risk in dementia. Thanks for listening to the Leaps.org Friday Five. As always, please check out our magazine where you can learn more about the latest and most important developments in health and science. We look at trends and innovations through the lens of rational optimism. You can find out what to be concerned about, but we also tell you which scientific breakthroughs are giving reason for excitement. Have a great weekend.